Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. In theory, a new football league sounds like a great idea because we all love football. And that's whatever there's a craze for, we want to try to capitalize on it. When we go through the zombie craze, hey, Walking Dead, let's put on a whole bunch of zombie shows. How quickly can you get it to to market and grab a... Like anything. Look at anything your kids go out and want you to buy. Sure. How many imitators the find their way? Movie. Oh, I love them all. Let's put but out even, a movie. But even all the toys right now, it's it's a squish this and squoosh that and whatever else. And it's just so quick to market. You get about a month lead time before the imitators hit and cash in as well. When we had the vampire craze, it was oh, all yeah. vampires. Right now, it's a zombie craze, everything else. This is what's going on now. People actually think there's a market for more football, and there isn't. Here's why. Oh, the spring, there's no football. I guarantee you, football fans would rather spend time talking about, analyzing, and listening to people talk about the draft and free agency than watching an inferior football game. 
We're getting the best product in the world, which is the National Football League. It's a year-round thing now. There's only one month that's really down. We get down in June. We get up for we the season. We get down in we June. Down yeah, in June. we get down. When August hits, we are football all the way through the Super Bowl. Sure. Then we go to the Combine. Then we go to free agency. Now we're at the draft. And at the end of the draft... Then everybody goes on vacation for a month. There is a month of no football. Talking about football and talking about the draft and free agency is better than this. If you're going to give me something that's going to say, all right, we're going to compete with the best possible business in the world, how are you going to get me to tune in? In-game fantasy betting for players I don't know about is not going to do it. Oh, they're going to have kickoffs for the 12. Why do I care where your kickoff's going to be from? Really? This is what I mean, telling truth to power. You really think, oh, wait, there's no kickoffs? I got to watch. Really? Who's going to watch that? Oh, you know what? We're going to have everybody go for two. Oh, because I've never seen a two-point conversion before. I see it in college football all the bleeping time. I don't get it. I don't get how people think, hey, we're going to make money on this. It sounds great. All this stuff sounds great in theory. Tell me all the bells and whistles you want, but you're not going to sell me a car I don't want to buy. This is exactly what's going on now with the Alliance, with the XFL. There's no market for it. If I walk into a a car dealership and I know I want either this car or this car, you could sit here and tell me, you know, well, this third car over here, it's got a great drink holder. And uh, it's got TVs in the back. It's the Homer Simpson car. You know, it's got everything else you need. But I don't want this car. Yeah, but it's got all these different things on it. It's got a great analog brake system. It, it tells you it, the car slows down itself when you're getting too close to a car. Well, I don't know if I like that. No, but that's great. And then it's going to, if you try to change lanes and you don't signal, it's not going to let you change lanes. I don't know if I like that. No, no, it's great. It's great. Oh, but and, and it winds up with all kinds of, it's like a, a half hybrid, half not. What do you mean half not, half hybrid? I don't get it. I don't really want this. No, no, you do. It's great. You're not going to sell me a car I don't want to buy. And these football leagues are leagues that I'm not interested in. And people aren't interested in. No one, even if you've left the NFL and said, I hate this because guys aren't standing for the National Anthem. Oh, but I'll go watch this unknown league? No. You go and watch nothing. You will watch something else. But bottom line is, there is no market for this. And if there were people to tell truth to power, these ideas wouldn't come through. They're not going to make money. They'll be around for just a couple of seconds, and then what's going to happen? They're going to go. It's going to be, here's another league that tried to compete with the National Football League, and it didn't work out. That's what it's going to be. Now, today you had the big announcement, and obviously the press release, the website, and the list of contributors. Bill Polian, former Colts GM, part of the mix. Over a year ago, Charlie and I got together, and he shared with me his vision for a high-quality spring professional football league. Real football by real football people. And uh, I bought in hook, line, and sinker. Now, clearly that Tell is... Tell truth not, to power. Now, now that's clearly, <laughs> a, in the way that's phrased, that's not a message to the NFL. That's a, all right, there's a little bit of a lull. Maybe we can we can get some quality players. You know the regional aspect of it, kind of pull from the college ranks of how... People are attached, kind of like the Arena League did back in the day, right? And even the XFL, the first iteration. But that's the point. This is directly a shot at the the XFL saying, hey, it's done by football people, so we'll do this right. We'll give you a product that you looks like what you've come to know as opposed to something put on by Vince McMahon. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So, yesterday on the show, we talked NCAA tournament. 
and I told you in no uncertain terms that mid-major programs don't deserve to be in the NCAA tournament. Not that they're not good enough, not that they can't win, but they don't deserve to. Why? Because they don't play the schedules that the, quote, Power Five conferences do. Now, when I say Power Five, I'm referring to, you hear that in football all the time, the Power Five conferences. Obviously, the Power Five conferences, you want to add one in college basketball. You want to add the Big East. You want to add a couple of schools. Obviously, look, Villanova is really good. But my point is that right, it wasn't have a strict the Power big, Five. Right. right it was my point is the mid-majors metaphor. that get in. Yes. Right. And this went viral today. And I got and I, I could tell you everybody I bet that said something horrible to me on Twitter. There are many people. I, I said, "Where are you from? Oh, from Spokane. Where are you from here? Oh, I'm a proud, you know, FAU grad. Proud of you, proud. All mid-major fans don't like it. You know what? Tough, tough. Because you don't deserve to get in. You don't deserve to. It doesn't mean you're not good enough. And that's one thing about a lot of the criticism that I saw today. Because I always like to get on and see what people are saying and all this. I'm like, okay. Because I get it was going to be unpopular with well, people. Well, and you feed on anger and fans. vitriol. I mean, it's what gives you power. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take it away. The most common criticisms are oh, you're dumb. Of course we belong. We can beat the best teams. Other Power Fives prove they don't belong. This is not they can't win. This is about earning a chance to play. Earning a chance to get into the NCAA tournament. You know what this is when you let mid-majors in? And they've been, and, and this is, look, I've felt this way for a long time because you can't tell me that Gonzaga, that any of these teams that play in, quote, mid-major conferences have the same resumes, play the same teams, and deserve to get in over anybody in the ACC, in the SEC, in the Big Ten, in the Big 12, even in the Pac-12, except for this year because the Pac-12 stinks. But most they don't deserve to get in because they don't play anybody. You you have conferences where nobody is ranked near the top 25. You have the ACC where you have six top 25 teams. You don't play people. You don't have the resume. And that's not fair. Think about it like this. If you work in a bank, right? And you want to be the bank manager. Always right? wanted to be a banker, right? You just like a, that Seinfeld episode. Right, always, he was upset because he never got to be a banker. My mom said I should be a farmer. Well, you're the best hitter I ever saw. Say you work in a bank and you want to be the manager of that bank. All right? And you've been working. It's a big bank. I mean, it's a lot of money. This is not one of those, you know, five and dime, mom and pop. Man. No, it's a big bank. It's you know it's it's M and T Bank you know whatever it is it's a it's a big bank and you know everything and you know it's hard it's hard to run a big bank but you think you can do it and you've done a pretty good job and you are down to being the finalist to be the manager at this big bank and okay. you say okay uh, who am I in the finals with they said well we have a guy who we like that works at this real small bank you know out on the west coast. And they do pretty well. I mean, they don't deal with stuff like predatory lending or mortgages. You know, they don't do any of that stuff. But, you know, the guy does pretty well. The bank does okay. And this is the guy I'm, I'm, I'm down to the finals with. Yeah, because, you know, he does okay at that little tiny bank. But do they worry about and have other things on my mind, like I said, like all those different things and, 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 and trying to not have people upside down and mortgages and bailing people out. No, no, no. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He basically just takes the money from the people and puts it in the bank and people have interest. Oh, okay. And it's down to me and him. Yeah. 
And so then the guy can come in, the any given Sunday philosophy, the little guy can come in, ace the interview, because the big guy goes in, ah, I'm a little nervous and this and that. I don't know, maybe I say something, maybe I throw up, maybe I spill coffee on the guy. And the little guy comes in and says, hey, I can come in and run this big bank, great. And the guy gets the job. Now, this doesn't mean this guy can't do a great job running the bank. This means, how does he get in the door for the interview? Because clearly his resume is not nearly what the other guy's was, who has been in this bank and has worked it before. It's like that everywhere. People don't do absolutely nothing or do something that's not even close to what someone else is doing and then get that big job. It doesn't work that way. Mid-majors should kiss the ground the NCAA walks on that they have the rule of all the conference champions get in and we're going to take mid-majors to get in. Because mid-majors are good. I'm not saying they're not good. They can be, We've seen them beat teams. But it doesn't mean they earn the right to get in with the resume they have. That's the big thing, is that you have to earn the way to get in. And I'm sorry if you don't feel that way. But you say, oh, but look at what Gonzaga, you, you would say no to Gonzaga? Well, you know what? I don't think people really care if Gonzaga's in the tournament or not. Because they would be just as excited if a 13th-ranked Northwestern beat number 4 Duke than if it was 13th-ranked Buffalo beating 3rd-ranked Duke. People be people don't care about the teams. They're just excited with low seeds, high seeds. We talked about this last week. No one cares about the teams. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. So Trey Young is headed to the NBA. Yes, he is. The announcement made today, the Oklahoma freshman star, is headed to the National Basketball Association. Thank you for this whole year because the whole year was about you. Got a good three months out of him. Huge. And even year. when it started going south and his when turnover went rate went up, yeah, and yeah they, rest of everybody cut him loose and looked for another star. But he carried the torch for a long time. He was yeah. the one guy in college basketball we talked about. Trey Young was it. Guy scoring forty points in a game. I mean, we didn't see that. Oh, he's Steph Curry. He's this. Who is he going to be in the NBA? Who is Trey Young going to be? This is what his ultimate responsibility and the kind of player he is going to be. He's not going to be Steph Curry. Just stop. He's not big enough. He's not strong enough. He's not that guy. He can be worn down. He's going to have a big-time introduction into the NBA. He's going to be a Lou Williams-type sixth man that when he starts and he's very uneven, look, the guy, the, the, the kid's going to get pushed around. There's no doubt about that. And he has shown that when you clamp down on guarding him, he has trouble. Now, he's not going to see those kind of defenses in the NBA because teams can't do that, but they can do it in college basketball. But he can be dominated by defenses. So what's it going to be for him? Not playing as many minutes and being able to do his thing because you can't do what he did unless you're really talented offensively. When he can come in and play 20-25 minutes a game against the team's second unit and just come in and score... He's going to be incredibly valuable. He'll be a Lou Williams-type player in that you come in and you shoot. Don't worry about rebounds. You come in and you shoot. You're not going to be guarded as hotly by the more talented players. Your minutes are going to be limited, so you'll be effective. That's going to be his ultimate role, is going to be as a sharp-shooting, big-time, six-man kind of scorer that pretty much every team is going to try to want one of those guys over the course of the next couple of years because those guys are getting so much value in that, hey, here's a guy who wasn't really a great starter, but he comes off the bench, instant offense, and suddenly he's really valuable. That's going to be who Trey Young is in the NBA. I like that projection. I mean, because everybody immediately just goes to the physical similarities in terms of the build, and that's 
one area where we look for Trey Young that over time perhaps put on a little bit of muscle to where you can take a little more of the beating. And he doesn't come to the NBA with the same questions about his health that Steph Curry did. So you kind of switch lanes there as you debate both of them and their games. Certainly, as we saw in the tournament, he has no conscience in terms of when he's going to shoot. That'll serve him well at the next level in limited spots because certainly as much as he shot them into games, he also shot them out of games at times. Not that he was dealing with a a cast that necessarily was great support for him in Oklahoma, but you look at what he was able to do the first half of the season, and then it was almost like collectively everybody said, all right, we now realize that there's nobody else that can play with him, so just go three on him and force the ball out of his hands, and you, or he's going to take bad shots. And we certainly saw that with great regularity. Finishes as a 42.2% shooter for the season. So he's a guy that can can find his shot, find his range, but how well does it translate? I know early projections are like, yeah, he's going to be a top five, top ten. And you wonder, how do, how do you go and push for a, a guy of, of this ilk? And we know it's a point guard league, so when you look at the 8.7 assists per game, perhaps that's enough to stun folks. But he's really going to have to impress in all the pre-draft workouts mm-hmm. and put on a little bit of weight and show that there, there's more to the game because I think just going off the shot, it's it's going to take a little bit more to push to that next level. If I said to you, over under the eighth overall pick, would you say Trey Young goes higher than eight or lower than? I eight? go lower, lower, like tenth or eleventh. Yeah, the back end of the. You lottery, don't think he'll think. rise in the as we get close to the draft? Someone, oh boy, look at this. No, because be I think he's going to be a victim the of the hype. Oh, but no one wants to miss out on the next Steph Curry. Well, that's the that's the narrative, as they say, right? You see how narratives can form as you you know your Jets traded away, so they didn't get the quote next Johnny Manziel in Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Sometimes those narratives stick. We were talking with Aaron Torres earlier in the show. Tom Izzo, big game coach, or is he? Miserable career performance against Shashevsky, one in five against Bayheim. Or 0 and 5. I think it's 0 and 5. Well, no, 1 and 5. Or 1 and 5. Yeah. yeah, he's got one. Yeah. So he's got one win against each of those guys, given all the tries. So, but the narrative is still big game Izzo. March is his time. Here with Trey Young, there's a second half of the season that they're really going to have to try to explain away because the, the, the book's been written. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. The NIT would turn into. The mid-major championship. We would have the Power 5 teams in college basketball play. Because really, as much as you say, oh, but the excitement, don't you like it when UMBC wins? Yeah, it's awesome if UMBC wins and when they beat Virginia. But people would be just as excited if 16th-ranked Northwestern... See, now I'm 16th? I was 13th earlier. See, now you're taking a... You're bludgeoning me with a metal pipe like the Terminator's taking it to the head right now. But you blew that 27-point lead, buddy. That was a really good... I did. That was a really Against a team that really wasn't very good in the end. No. How about that? So, they would be just as excited, because we don't really care about the teams. Nobody knows Maryland-Baltimore County. Look at Maryland-Baltimore County. No one knows anything about them. That's a great mascot, they listen to our show, and we tell you about teams like Maryland, Baltimore County, Never or Buffalo. Nobody cares. If it's a lower-seeded team pulling a big upset, that's all we care about. So, 
With that in mind, the NIT becomes the mid-major tournament, and they get to play all the way through. You play the Final Four in New York City or the Elite Eight in the Final Four, however you want to do it, and that's where you're crowning a champion. People will watch. People will watch Buffalo and St. Mary's. People will watch Middle Tennessee State and Gonzaga, whatever you want to say. People will watch those games. Okay, you're not, not going to be on the same days as the NCAA tournament, but people will watch those. And now you're playing in Madison Square Garden. You're getting a lot of notoriety, and you have a real chance to win a championship. Middle Tennessee State getting in, it's great, but you don't really have a chance to win the championship because eventually chalk is going to win, or enough chalk is going to win. This solves it. Mid-majors, you have your own tournament, it's the NIT. And now it's not the not in the tournament. It's not for, hey, here's the second-rated teams. No, it's a legitimate, hey, this gives it even more gravitas, the NIT. But see, there's the hard part is now you're going to have a number of those teams. Like, say, I don't know, 10 or 12 days ago, you were saying, as and rightly so, uh, Syracuse was NIT-bound. You lose the cachet of those teams. Going in now, you, you have some that show up that really don't want to be there. Right, we play one game and we're done. Or USC, where you've got to fight over whether a guy's going to suit up or not for the NIT experience. You have that, but you you lose that part of it, which was as best I can be aware. Looking at the dollars and cents, that was part of the draw of the NIT is that you'd get a few of those big shots that would come down into that tournament when they didn't make the NCAA, but you know what? You're at least offering a solution. That's the, the ceremonial salve and balm for this ill and this... I like that. Like that. Ceremonial salve and balm. That sounds like a website. Or a true TV show <laughs> in the middle of the night. Ceremonial salve. I don't know. Can we make that interesting? Oh, yeah. That's tough. Oh. So there we go. It's in a massage parlor. Mid-majors, I've given you the NIT, and Mike Harmon is in a massage parlor with oils. Slide over baby hour next. next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. How about some mean tweets? Absolutely. People very upset over my mid-majors do not deserve to play in the tournament takes. A lot of anger. Can we have our music, uh, Mr. Teicher? The fandom. Thank you. The fanaticism truly ringing out across the Twitter universe. Steve says, that may be the worst sports idea of the last quarter century. Which one? Sending them to the NIT? No, taking them out of the NCAA tournament. Just kicking them out? 25 years. That's like the worst sports idea since 1990-what? 1993. Yeah, I would say wow. that I, I would say Jeff Fisher and the competition committee had plenty oh, of those. Oh yeah, years. yeah, yeah. I'm not no. going seven and nine. No, I mean the worst idea maybe was Jeff Fisher thinking Danny Woodhead still played on the Patriots. Brandon. Hey, happy Danny. retirement. He he actually joined Jeff uh, Fisher retired? No. Oh. Danny Woodhead. But uh Mark and Rich uh they did their show after uh Dan Byer and I or I should say Rob Parker was in for Dan Byer, but Sunday morning and uh Danny Woodhead joined the show. He's checked out the interview uh on the podcast, Fox Sports Radio Weekends. Casey says, Congrats on the award for worst sports taken twenty eighteen. No. <laughs> Screw you, man. I just got the worst sports for twenty five years, twenty eighteen. That's nothing. It's been three months long. That and I can point out four other ones today that are uh at a minimum uh five degrees worse. <laughs> Larry says, I've lost more respect for Fox Sports. Mid-major is questionable. The only thing Fox is worried about is money in their pocket. 
Again, I'm not. You're being bought off I'm again, not. Smith. We got people Jeez. thinking that I'm on the take. From- I'm going to go find the fanciest <laughs> car in our parking garage. I'm going to claim it's yours. The NCAA is coming, just putting money. Here comes John Swafford. Why has he got that briefcase full of money? And he's got a, you know. He's got the chain. Is like he's Lyman Zerga. He's got, he's got a funny hat and nose and glasses on. Oh, he's giving him money. Yes. Yes. The NCAA is paying You're me. bought and paid for, Smith. <laughs> Eduardo says, you talk too much about you. No one but you cares about Syracuse or the Jets. Your impersonations suck. All of them suck. Your co-worker tell you, but you don't listen. Take a second to listen to yourself. Wait, who's told me my impressions are bad? Who's told me that? No one's Looney told just me that. Did. No, no, screw him. He was him. hateful. Oh, he's got, he's got, he's, he's worried, he's worried about voodoo boogaloo and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Anthony says, this is the dumbest blank I've ever read. Well, actually, I, I didn't write it. I don't understand why. Well, you might have tweeted it out eventually. <laughs> this is the dumbest blank I've ever read. I don't know. Thanks for following if it was on Twitter. Oh, yeah, how about a press yeah. Okay. You too can chime in on this take. Uh, 50K Street says, do you guys drug test? No. 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 <laughs> no. 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 I haven't taken a drug test in years. I remember when I worked for when I went to work no. for ESPN as a production assistant, I had to take a drug test. Really? Yes. They make you take a drug test. Was and did you pass even though yes, you had no, all that you you who in your system? I passed, but in in true, you know, Jason Smith to go third person, Jason Smith fashion. They tell me, you know, when you show up for your first day, you got to take a drug test yeah. and then they'll tell you in two weeks. All right, great. So make sure you're able to take a drug test, which means you have to, you know, urinate in, you know, in a bottle enough. So I go up, and I think I, I have enough, and I don't. Don't have enough. They go, you got to fill the line. I go, I can't. got to hydrate, said, Smith. Okay, we can't use this. We have to throw this sample out. So I said, what do I do? They said, you got to wait and go for a B sample. So I went across the street to Dunkin' Donuts, and I got two big glasses of Coke and water, drank them, waited 10 minutes, went back in, and then took my drug test, and, you know, I filled up enough and I said look I can fill up some more if you want I got you know I could two three four people that need them and then they came back and played you a tape of Wilford Brimley <laughs> I'm Wilford Brimley and, I, and, and I'd <laughs> like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes but because, I had to leave because the blood sugars were high yeah I had to leave and then I had to go back and and, and go take it I'm just sitting in McDonald's just drinking going I'm an idiot I'm an idiot I'm an idiot <laughs> Jason is your IQ two? is that good or not is that like an RPI? The lower the RPI is, yeah. the better it is? Oh, okay. Like a go- like a Two is pretty good then. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. Why not a one? I don't know. Oh, that's too bad. What you, I got to do to failed to one chip IQ? it in properly. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. That's Twitter. At How About a Fresca. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.